Welcome to Season 2 of the Guilty Party Podcast with your co-hosts, Patrick Matson and Michael Labrosse. Season 2 of the Guilty Party Podcast is proudly presented by Medusa Beard Oil Company. Medusa Beard Oil is a designer beard oil catered to the modern man. Make no mistake, this is not your dad's beard oil. This is a beard oil of the gods. They have six cents fueled by all natural ingredients and essential oils, topped off with pheromones to give you that extra edge. For orders, please go to their Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Medusa Beard Oil CO. Once again, that's facebook.com forward slash Medusa Beard Oil CO. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing out here? I was like, how you doing in them fine parts? He was like, I don't don't fucking know. We do uh, country stuff. We do kung fu. (laughs) Or what do we do down here? (laughs) Anyway, what's up, dude? Bro, it's been a good time. It's been a good time. It's been a little stressful, you know, with all the the move and and all that good stuff. But, you know, we're hanging in. We're making it work. So let everyone know, dude, you're in you're in some new parts now. Well, not too far actually, but in a new yeah. uh, new environment. Uh long story short, um place we were renting, it was a great house. Guy decided he was like he's going to make some money and uh you know, sell the house. Housing market is blowing off the roof. I get it. Um but you were given like what? Like a few was, weeks, right? I was given like 2 weeks notice like, "Hey, Buddy, I'm putting the house on the market in two weeks. So everybody imagine this, right? You're comfy where you're living, and you're given a certain amount of time. It doesn't even matter how much it is. Let's just say for sake of whatever, two weeks. Yep. How how would anybody feel with two weeks to up and move and relocate to anywhere, even if it was right down the street? I mean, dude, that, that's got to put, no matter what, an amount of stress on, on a human being. It does, but like the thing that I've always thrived in is is chaos and crunch time. When it comes to go time, my mind just puts all the bad crap behind. It's like, okay, what are we gonna do? I go mm. straight to like we gotta figure out solution one, two, and three. You gotta have a backup A to Z. And my mind moves just a million miles an hour. So when that happened, I made all the calls I needed to do. I contacted all the storage facilities that I needed to do. And bro, we moved a house out in five days. Dude, five days. Wow. So I was because Becca was about to go back to work. And I was like, there's no damn way I'm gonna be able to move an entire house with a newborn and a five-year-old by myself. Right, right. And and not have yeah. or and having a newborn not like too much before that. So yeah. I exactly. I just think that no matter what, that's an amount of stress. But the one redeeming quality of that is I really believe that the true test of man is adversity, and that's a that's a scenario of adversity. You're given a certain time to vacate and then move into a new location. Plus you got a family to bring with you and you're the man of the house. And so you were tested with adversity. And like you said, you, you perform well under that. Right. I think that's, I think that's really cool, man. I think that's like a great Testament about you. I personally have always known that just by being your friend, being around you, but I think it's really cool for you to like share that with people that may not know you like I do. And I don't think anybody knows you like I do. 
And if you do, <laughs> I don't like you because Mike is my dude. Okay. All right. Hey, you're the only guy that I will do shots of uh, creek water, dude. Creek water. <laughs> one time and one time only. That never, never again. again. I think, dude, we were like friends for two weeks when that happened. I think no, 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 no. The best part about that was you're like driving me. I think it was like a 10 hour drive to Colorado. But it had been the first time we were in a band. It was the first time we were like first time we'd actually been like talked that long. Right. We we, we like chit chatted about when we on tour, but it wasn't like anything in depth. It was like, hey, you know, what's up? <laughs> well, and I think like 15 hours in a car with anybody, you're gonna get to know them real well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But on top of yeah. that, you're like, if if what I'm talking to you right now doesn't scare you, then we're good. And I was like, okay, you know what? He's actually a a, a cool dude. And then once we get up to the uh Colorado Springs, wherever we're staying at. Yeah. You know, we just connected really, really well. And like, oh, okay, we're pretty much almost the same person in a way. Well, my thing was like, dude, I think that was like the dawn of my thought process of being like, dude, I think we should start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, because we just like usually when I get in like uh well, in, in plenty of years of touring, but usually when you get in that mode of touring or just them modes of like eight hour, 12 hour drives. It's usually got the podcast in, got your music in. Yeah. Uh, or you have a good conversation. Our conversation was literally 15 hours. Like we talked yeah, the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. And that was like literally in my, in my head, you know, before I even knew how to do what we're doing. And dude, we before, talked about everything, everything. We covered this whole 15 hours, right? We had yeah. plenty of time, right? Plenty and of time. so, it was the a 15 hour podcast, but that's really what led me to do it. I mean, I was like, and then me and you touring, we were like, let's do this shit, dude. Like, let's let's do a podcast. You're like, I don't know how. I was like, I don't know how. And then we're like, perfect. <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> we made it work, and here we are. One yeah. year almost, yeah, one year later. Is it has it been a year? Uh I think we might have started in April, but still, I mean, basically wow, a year at dude. this point. That's crazy. Well, you know what? Cheers to that, dude. Cheers, bro. I don't have anything but a vape, so <laughs> here we go. <laughs> anyway, man, so much shit has happened, bro. Um, This is properly now episode six, right? And just so everyone uh, knows, we're not just stuck somewhere else. Like, we, the the place, we're, we're staying with my parents for a little bit. And uh, we are hopefully in the process of building a house. So we're not oh, just okay. up in, in some uh, motel down the street like, Michael doesn't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know what to do. No, guys, I, I figured it out. It's okay. All right? Dude, Chill. no, no, you have. You always, <laughs> that's the thing about you is like, I never worry about what your next step is, is because like, you're so analytical. I'm like, he's already got it. He's already got figured out. Like Susie, when I told her, I was like, oh, Mike has like got to move out in like a few weeks and stuff. She was like, oh my God, is he going to be okay? I was like, ah, yeah, it's Micah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be totally fine. But uh, it took, took me literally 15 minutes. Like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to ask this person about that. I think I can check this, all that. And then I was like, as long as they all work out, we were good to go. Yeah. But, no, I mean, sure, honestly, God was probably the one. He, he he was the one who did all this. There's no way I could have done I mean, I move an entire house out in five days and get everything. We got a 40 foot shipping container in the back of my parents' property. Oh, is that what you used? Yeah, yeah, dude. dude. Took that guy. He pulled up and he was like, "This sucker ain't gonna fit in." I was like, "Well, I mean, if you need to send it back," he's like, "Well, I mean, you kind of challenged me too." So now he spent three hours trying to back that sucker. It finally got in, and he was like, "Bro, 
It's probably going to be me to come pick this up. Those guys that back those things in, you can't tell them shit. Those no. dudes have seen it all, been through it all. They're, uh, like, dude, one time we used that way back when, when we moved to like Colorado and stuff. Like, right. you try to tell that guy, hey, man, just back it in here. If you need any help, let me know. He's like, uh, bro, what do you think this is? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all them dudes have been to Nam some way and somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, this actually isn't this the worst thing. I was like, really? You sure about yeah. that? This is yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> no, it ain't shit to them. They're like, we had a, every day. We had to <laughs> cut a tree branch off of my parents' uh, front yard just to make it work. And my dad oh. was super cool about it. He's like, yeah, just, just knock it off the tree. I was like, you sure about that, dad? And he's like, yeah, just do it. It's whatever. Aren't those the best decisions is when you have to say, like, are you sure? Like, yeah, like subconsciously, you're like, hell yeah, I'm about to do this. But I got to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I am saying, right? Chop, yeah. You chop, understand right? that I'm about to chop this thing off. It's going to fall down real hard. Right. <laughs> anyway, another thing before we start is these yeah. here tan lines. Bruh. The sun is coming out. They are. It is coming I mean, out. I, I thought it was muscles just poking out, but I guess yeah, it is a tan. No, too. these are these are clearly I'm white lines, and uh, I played basketball today, dude. We did like so much to where you like no matter what you realize you're like it. It doesn't matter if you're in Olympic shape. We played so much basketball today that I was just like I am dead, and they're like you want to go one more, and that's like. The pride in you is like, oh, yeah, I want to play one more. And then inside your body's just like, please, no. <laughs> no. And you're just shaking, but you're like, I'm not going to back down. And then, like, I think we just shot threes the whole last game. But anyway, I was outside in the sun, dude, and I almost forgot what it was like to get these, which is why yeah. I wore this shirt. Is because I'm actually proud that I got some sun like this because during the pandemic, not much. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, Unless you had a pull in the back. Like, I was outside almost every day uh, in the summer. Just oh, I was super jealous watching those yeah. pictures. Yeah. We had that pool, and, and we're going to do it again. Uh, so if there's another shutdown, saw our fishes, but we're going to be in the pool. Come on, dude. I'm going to drive up, dude. Got to get some pool time in. Even though oh. I can go to, like, another pool that's, like, 30 minutes, I'm going to make a four-hour drive to you. <laughs> dip in your pool, and then just leave. Not even say a word. <laughs> I'm gonna go get margaritas. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm gonna come back. Yeah, and bro. Them. No, no. Yeah, whip bro. them up. I'll make you cook and everything. And then just like, where's where's Pat? And like, just gone. Just He's ah. gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, besides oh, our, besides our lives and us laughing so much, there's been so much serious shit. We going have on a lot to, to talk about for sure. Oh my gosh. So uh, I don't know where you want to start, but obviously everybody knows that there's been a couple shootings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not? Let, let's go and talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, one thing that I have not had a chance to research that much is this rise in, um, I guess, um, what is it the hashtag uh, stop Asian hate or all, all this violence? Oh, against, yeah, uh, yeah, that's been an interesting thing to. I mean, I've only skimmed the surface, so I don't know all the details, I don't know exactly when the um, the mass part started happening at all. Um, I know there was that uh, that shooting in Atlanta at the, what was it a salon? It was a salon, yeah, or okay. a spa salon, something around that realm. I think that was like the the major turning point. Um, do you think it's just because of uh, all the stuff that supposedly the COVID came from China and everyone's just being a bunch of assholes? Like, oh yeah, Asian person, look, they're probably from China. Man, Stupid. I really. Okay, so so my personal take on this is I really if you flash back to season one of the Guilty Party podcast, we we actually talked about this 
in a foreshadowing circumstance. So my <clears throat> prediction was just like 9-11 with the Muslims after that, people were like scared. Like there was, I don't know if you remember, but if you, we talked about this, but like after 9-11, people that saw Muslims get on planes with yeah. them, people walked off those planes. People were like, no, as soon as they saw Muslims, because they were like, well, Muslims are are the reason that 9-11 happened and all that stuff. And so there was a lot of Muslim hate after 9-11 because obviously Osama bin Laden claimed to have done it. And he was a part of the Taliban, a Taliban yeah. in Afghanistan, blah, 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 Muslim regime. And so there that that existed then. So when the coronavirus thing happened, uh, we literally talked about this. I was like, dude. What I see happening is people doing the same thing that they did for 9-11, which is they're going to basically any Asian person just hold them accountable because people are always looking for somebody to blame in order to find closure. Yeah. And um, so I heard an interesting point. I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple of days ago. They were talking about this and they were talking about why right now it seems like it's very easy to hate or discriminate against uh, someone who's of Asian descent. <clears throat> and they brought something up that I thought was kind of interesting. You know, the last, you know, few hundred years, typically, like when you think of America, you think of either a, a white person or a black person. Mm -hmm. You typically don't really think of someone who's maybe Asian or maybe even Indian or, or something else. That's a good point. And I think, or at least what they said, it's like, because when it comes to um, powers or you know, big roles of either be entertainment or political or anything else. It's typically someone who's black or white. I know mm -hmm. like in the tech world, usually it's, it's Indian. I know the, uh, the head guy of Google, I believe he's Indian as well, but there's really no one, you know, famous or large when it comes to, to who's Asian, like off the top of your mind, who's the biggest Asian uh, personality that you know of Jackie Chan. Everyone said Jackie Chan. Yeah. But well, besides because that, of rush hour, Right. But besides yeah. that, I mean, think about who's who's the biggest uh, Asian um, sports player in the U.S. Jeremy uh, Lin. Jeremy but, Lin's a big one. Yeah. Yao Ming was a big one. Back Yao Ming. Yeah. Cause, and I'm a Houston Rockets fan. I don't know why I didn't say Yao Ming first. So um, but besides that, like thinking politically, maybe Andrew Yang. But that's only in the last couple of years when he ran for president. And how many people wouldn't know that unless his last name was Yang? Yeah. Seriously. Like, so think about it. And then you go back to World War II where, um, you know, we had we had Asian concentration camps pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that it's hard for people to associate like Asian culture with um, being American. I think and that's why we've, you have like a large population of like Asians and Mexicans um, joining the military because they want to feel a part of something. So maybe uh, people like don't see like the human aspect to someone who's Asian, they mm. just see like, Hey, the response of all this culmination of history. And then you throw on top of that, that, you know, uh, a world pandemic maybe came from China and people well, aren't. So to go back to a first point that you said, just not to cut you off or anything, yeah, just yeah. the first point uh, is, is a lot of people don't think of other ethnicities in America when you say America, right? That's actually a true statement, whether people want to admit it or not. But uh, I, I believe a big reason behind that is the Olympics. So I remember being a young mm. kid. I remember being a young kid, and this is obviously for the before the dawn of Facebook social media and all that. But I also remember going, oh, that's what 
Russians look like because I'm like 12 years old, never been to Russia, right. obviously, but I'm yeah. watching the Olympics. And so I'm like, oh, Russians. And they all kind of like got the same haircut, but it's a, you know, totalitarian or whatever communistic uh, uh, government over there. And so they have to look uniform type way, but yeah. you don't know that at 12. You know what I'm saying? So you're watching the Olympics, which is worldwide broadcasted. And in the Olympics, you're seeing what? For America, you're seeing white male, white female, African-American male, African-American female representing us. Like Michael Johnson, um, a pole vaulter that's white. I don't know. You know, like there's a lot Bruce of... Jenner, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Because I was trying to think of a pole vaulter. I think. I, I don't I even know. I think he was a racer, actually. A shout out to runner. all you pole vaulters. I know damn well I could never do it. So yeah. sorry I don't know your name. <clears throat> anyway, but that's my point is like a lot of people got the view that had never come to America. Obviously, at 12, I'd never been to Russia. I've never been to Mexico. Anybody else uh, Anybody else that was competing in the Olympics. And, and so you got to think that the opposite is true. Anybody that is from those countries that has never been to America, they view the Olympic athletes and they go, oh, that's an American. That's what an American looks like. Even though we're all different types of human beings, there has to be a categorizing of that specific person from a country that you've never been to. Well, think about even like the biggest part of entertainment, what, you know, shifts what the view is. It's movies almost at the end of the day, you know, typically like back in the eighties and nineties, you know, Asians were typically, you know, even though they were American, they always had like an accent. They're always the bad guy or something like that. I mean, same thing mm. with Russians, but if we're talking about, you know, Asians being integrated in America, yeah, it's only recently, maybe in the last 10, 15 years that they've had more just roles just in general. Like, Hey, it's a American actor who just happens to be Asian. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that in the eighties and nineties with like whites or blacks. I mean, blacks, you had uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Beverly Hills cop. Right. It, right. It was a, it was a funny uh, cop movie that happened to have Eddie Mur Murphy, who was a black guy. Yeah. So I wonder if all this culmination has just put a weird like view in everyone's mind. I mean, granted, if, if you just go down the street and you assume that some Asian person is Chinese, you're dumb as hell, dude. Do you know right. how many Asian countries there are? And they all are so very different. Well, and I read an interesting st statistic today. So, and I don't know why I just struggled with the word statistic, um, but I read, I read an interesting one and it is 53% of Americans don't leave either the state or the county that they were born in. Dude, that's over half of America. And if I'm not wrong, there's 365 million Americans. So I'm willing to wager quick math off the top of my head. That's like 186 million Something people like that, that yeah. haven't that haven't been out of the state or county they were born in. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So how are you not supposed to be small-minded when your entire life has consisted around a small environment? Yeah. And so that's where I think this... That's why I think this like stereotype comes from this Asian hate. It's quick. Oh, oh, China. Well, you, you know, I got Chinese people that live in my neighborhood. And it's like, well, no, you don't. You have Asian people that live in your neighborhood that are American. And Not here's China, the thing. Chinese that Asian people. family may have longer American ties to the U.S. than you do. Than you do. A hundred percent, man. No, it's just it just comes down to ignorance. And what we're talking about is the pinnacle or the foundation of racism racism is yeah. an ignorant thing you hate somebody because the color of their skin well check it out motherfuckers 
I have two colors on my skin right now. <laughs> so do you hate me because I got sunburned? And then part of you likes me because I'm white. Like it's so stupid, dude. The, the, the pigment in our skin is the defining trait of your character. That is, yeah. but that the people act like that shit only exists here in America. No, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, you go overseas to to certain parts of Asia. I mean, they don't like white people at all. They don't maybe look right. black people are or whatever it is. It's it's everywhere in the world. I think the U.S. is very blessed in the fact that we can at least recognize and try and make changes, even though we've got our many faults. So, do you remember this? Because I'm pretty sure you're with me. When we were in Germany, right, yeah. and that guy came up to the table with the with the the drinks, right. And before he hands him us the drinks, he goes, are you guys American? And dude, I'm doing an awful impersonation. Holy shit, that was awful. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, are we in Russia or are you Kusabia? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm just <laughs> That was so bad. You got a Russian? You got it as a Russian. <laughs> no, anyway, I'm just going to act like he talks like me. Are you? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, are you guys American? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, that is problem. Do you remember this? Where, where was uh? Where Maybe was you weren't with at? me, but this was like when we were playing Christmas Rock Night, and we were in uh, uh, Gevelsburg, Germany. And the guy comes up, and you know he's wearing like a Manchester United shirt, which is dope. I've seen Euro Trip, super American stereotype, but still love that soccer team. And uh, he comes up, and he's all friendly, but then he asks if we're American, which obviously we are, you know. And he goes, "That is problem." And then like walks away. And so it's like, he, it's one of those like laugh scenarios. Yeah. It was like, we laugh and then it's like, Oh yeah. We got, re got real serious real quick, you know? And, uh, but that was the interesting, that was the interesting thing. So it had nothing to do with our character. The guy was super nice when he came up, but now instead of color being the difference in being the hate tactic, it became location. Yeah. And so now it's where you're from defines your character and so there's a lot of these traits that i think humans have that are so ignorant that they let take them over but it is such a it's such an easily debunked thing it's such a, a obviously ignorant thing it's just so stupid yeah but we carry it as humans we carry it so far uh to the negative spectrum so i mean like just like these shootings that i mentioned previously um, the guy that the, I'm pretty sure he was a ginger white male. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, was. I killed. And he was using the thing. Oh, I just go here to, uh, you know, get off or something like that. I'm like, but you still shot them all up. But you so. still shot them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that leads to, uh, I mean, we, right after that, I think not even a few days, we had that shooting in, uh, I think it was, was it Boulder? Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, Boulder, Colorado. Um, Ahmad. Asalid or something like that was his Which, name. Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, yeah. And so it was in a King Supers, and he killed about ten people. And for anybody that doesn't know, I lived in Colorado for eight years. Boulder is one of the most gun restricted areas. It is one of the highly, most highly democratic, uh, democratic governed counties. There, Ahmad Al, Ahmad Al, Ali, something. Name, yeah. And then uh this this right here proves why media is such shit, dude. Cause they ran just like they did with the Covington <clears throat> kids. 
they ran with the whitey is the evil is the problem story, which they're catching a lot of shit for now. And rightfully so. So just like they did with the Covington kids before they had all the facts, before they had anything gathered, they went and ran with a scenario that was like white man kills 10 people in King Supers in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. <clears throat> and what this, what people don't know about this guy was he was on the FBI's radar um, as far as an ISIS person that ha- was disgruntled and wanted to kill Americans. This has been confirmed. I'm paraphrasing probably as far as the specifics, but he's definitely not what the Washington Post or what all those assholes posted, which was Whitey does it again, basically. Whitey's evil, blah, blah, blah. Even... Yeah. Even Camila Harris's niece tweeted that white men are the greatest threat to this country. And after that, you know, and so people were just running with this narrative, right? And it wasn't true at all. That's the problem with your world today. Everybody that's listening, the problem with your world and why you are so wondering what's wrong, what's right out there, what's fact or fiction is because the media that you grew up to trust is full of shit and they just proved it again how many times do they have to prove it to you you know before you start catching yeah. on you know so i mean the takeaway from that is uh, he was on the fbi's watch list there was nothing to stop him from legally buying an ar-15 which sucks um yeah. and then not i think two days after that uh there's an arrest in atlanta at a uh, public so this guy Ooh, walked yeah. in with uh, armor plates and yeah. five firearms. I mean, he went to the bathroom and the employees called the cops and they arrested him. But it's like all that, all that to say, all these um, occurrences that have happened have led to a large uproar and, and gun control, um, which again, being from Texas, you know, I'm can't speak for Pat, but I know that, and especially coming from an immigrant family, you know, you would think that something like that is not that important or, or whatever, but uh, a lot of us here in Texas, we still believe in our First Amendment rights. I think that the only downfall is that we don't talk enough about the issues that we have. And like whenever stuff like this comes up, we're like, oh, well, blah, 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 trying to not to make a big deal. And it's like, well, hang on. I mean, the dude legally did buy a firearm and he was out there to kill people. Mm. Same thing with the guy in Atlanta. He had legally, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was legally uh, purchased firearms. And he was there probably probably do the same. I mean, listen, if you're going to carry and you've got your CHL, you're not going to Publix to the grocery store with five firearms and armor plating. 100%. Why? 100%. Are you, are you going to go? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, my purpose is to put that Hell no, dude. I'm going to get groceries, bro. It's the last thing I want to bring. If you're carrying, it's it's only a, a last resort defense. I'm not going there to play war. Yeah, well, you know, you got to wonder now how many people are going to conceal in a damn King Supers or a grocery store now. That's fine. But my thing Maybe. is, my thing is, is like the, the ease of getting guns, right? Well, yeah, you have the ease of getting guns in a, in a country that allows you to bear arms, right? So now they're like executive order needs to be tougher to get guns. Well, you're going at this, in my opinion, from the absolute wrong, wrong aspect. Yes, it shouldn't be easy for a guy like that to get guns because it's simple as sign and blast for that dude. Right. Yeah. And so that they think that that's the end all be all. 
Now you got gun advocates going, well, you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. It starts here and it ends with uh, them it's coming the to things, get our guns. And which I think I know you're getting at is there's two sides. There's the mental health of why they want to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You take away a tool, you're just going to find another tool to get what you want to get done. Mm-hmm. You take away guns, they're going to move to knives. They're going to move to cars. We already saw that wasn't in Germany or France where this guy took a large um, machete. Machete, but he yeah. also took another guy took a large um was moving uh you know the old school like ice cream trucks and stuff that style yeah and just mowed people down oh mowed people to, yeah i saw that and i unfortunately saw that video yeah yeah and uh so yeah you know you're right if somebody is wanting to end a human life it doesn't it's not only going to stop at a gun they will find a way you know we're walking we're walking water balloons we're actually really fragile and so they're like well, there's other ways to kill them besides shooting. So I can just take my car. I can do all these different things, right? My thing is, if you're willing to kill a person, if you're willing to go in a grocery store, gun down people, go into an, a spa and, and murder innocent ladies making a living, getting a legal firearm is not going to stop you. because Criminals out there are not going to go and obtain a legal firearm. There is many ways to acquire a firearm without having to sign your name, identity, and purchase it on a credit card, much less buy ammo if you need that. Because obviously, forensic files, uh, criminal minds, such huge shows, they can track you down with all that. So why would you want to have your stuff serialized? Why would you want if I was a criminal? So. It's not just going to stop there. So my my point is, is they're like, we want to take your identity. We want to make it harder for you to get guns. You're you're literally bypassing it. You're basically going, we want drugs to stop at the border, but we want all the airways to be clear. Well, we'll just fly the drugs over. Well, they're still missing the point. Like the the call that they're doing right now is to ban like large capacity assault style weapons, whatever that means. But you what would can- that? Well, what would that stop? You could still do the same thing with a pistol, right? That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and then at that point, then you're going to take away all guns, which it's not logistically possible. They, I know they did that in Australia, but you got to understand Australia and U.S. are nothing alike. Yeah, and that's another thing. Guns. They like to compare foreign countries and be like, well, well it worked over there. <laughs> it's like, but, but that's... I don't know what to tell you guys. For them. And... <laughs> You know, like, it's not America. 365 people that are pissed off, half of them are divided, and everyone's free and goes, no, you can't make me do what you want. And everyone sings Rage Against the Machine, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. That's America, right? So I I think that they would have a little more sympathy or maybe, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, moving for momentum. If they were talking about, like, hey, we're going to make it harder to buy guns, I'd be like, okay, but what else? You're missing mm-hmm. it. What else? If they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about when you have a major, major mental health concern in this country that we don't address enough. It's, also the, t- it's also the least funded thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you tell me, hey, we're going to throw down a billion dollars in funding for each state or, or whatever it is to focus on that, and we want to make it harder? I might be on board because legally 
I've got no concerns of taking an extra day to do a background check. You're not going to find any shit in, in on my side that's going to prevent me from doing that. Yeah, so you got no so fears. In, every in, legal person yeah. who should be able to buy a legal firearm that knows gun safety and understands the importance. Like at the end of the day, if you have your CHL and you're concealed carrying, that is the last, and I mean the last resort, because it's still a human life that you're ending. And if you aren't prepared to do that and you're not prepared to take the consequences, whether it's be legal or, you know, emotionally from mental health standpoint, you don't need to own a firearm, at least mm. from the fact that you're going to carry it in public. You want to do it for hunting? Go for it. Yeah. But there's a there's a huge thing that I th still think is even missed um, in the CHO course. It's like you don't talk about enough about, hey, if you take someone's life, most people, they're going to be affected in some way. Maybe some people won't, but if you don't talk about that and you don't under, make them understand, hey, yes, that guy that you just you know shot and, and killed was trying to kill someone and you were, did a, a great service to them, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be affected. And is so, that going to lead you to go spiral down where you might make a bad decision you know, six years from now? I don't know. So how do you feel about like <clears throat> the argument, the, the counter argument that I see to a lot of stuff right now is, well, if more people carried... This wouldn't have been a problem because somebody would have shot him before he shot 10 victims. How do you feel about that argument? Again, that goes back to does the person who has that firearm understand the importance of what they're carrying and the life they may have to take? Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing the training, if you don't know how to take apart your gun and put it back together and keep it clean and take care of it and understand gun safety, if you're not willing to put the time to understand all that kind of stuff, that's not going to help. Like, for instance, I know someone who, and again, I probably shouldn't even say this on the podcast, but it's a guilty party, son. Hey, you're the editor, bro. You just edited that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll just put it this way. If someone, like, has all that stuff and they talk a big game, like, man, if, if someone was trying to shit up a bunch of a crowd or whatever, I would take them out. But you know them and the way they act outside of that. And you know, like, you know what? He's probably going to be the person that doesn't pull anything out and she's going to be scared and hide there. Mm. Is that really going to help? Is it really going to be a good idea to have, you know, more people out there who are carrying that don't know the importance, the consequences, who don't even maybe know how to get their firearm out in the first place? That 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 would be my concern. Well, and if, the if they want to put money towards training and importance, by all means, I mean, I... I, if I was a uh, someone who wanted to take out a crowd, I would less likely want to go do it if I knew like five out of fifty people are carrying. Well, I feel like there's like and and obviously America, you know, being back to back world champs and that being celebrated. Amen. And, well, yeah, no, one hundred percent, right? But like, I feel like uh, there's just a lot of people that talk a big game. But one of the, one of the most hard ass people I know. I don't know if he'd appreciate me saying his name, so I'll have to ask him first, but he's in the army and he's had some confirmed kills, deployments, and mm -hmm. uh, he looked me in the eye and said, when you have to take a man's life, it changes you as a person. And, and it changed him a lot. And so there's a lot of dudes that have never had to discharge an, a weapon towards another human being, never had to be in that in that scenario, but they've watched a lot of movies They've listened to the proper music and they feel like yeah. Billy badass and they're wishing it would happen. And they don't know the repercussions. They don't know what it's like, because when I see a true hero 
in the army that does it. When I see a dude that's killed a lot of people for his country and he had to, and he looks at you and he says, when you have to take somebody's life, it changes you as a man. And you remember those people. That's some real shit. And these guys that are like, bro, I would just, you know what I would do? You know what I would do, Micah? You know? And it's just like, dude, like, They'll see them no. like you guys. You guys don't need to have this. You guys are. And you ready. don't need that. You don't need that shit because you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's one thing to step up to an occasion. Somebody's getting mugged at gunpoint, and you come over there and you save them. I don't know some scenario. It's one yeah. thing being called to that because I really believe that it's like the butterfly effect. Everything's like for a reason, right? Everything lines up, and you just happen to be in that scenario, and you found the hero inside of you, and you stopped the thing. Because of your, you know, your firearm or what have you, your tactical training, if you will. And but, but still, think about what you just said, call to the occasion. If you live your life being selfish all the time, when those shots start popping off or whatever is your first instinct isn't going to be like, hey, I need to go protect someone and possibly put my life at risk. It's going to be like, oh, let me just protect myself. If that I'm going to go mm. hide behind this wall. That's the thing I, I think that is a a huge concern of mine. If you're living your life and you're not even just being decent towards people, chances are you're not going to be decent when the occasion calls you to be, you're not going to be able to step up to that mugging like you're talking about. That's my thing. Yeah, dude. Okay. So I'll, I'll let you on a scenario and this is not a Billy badass scenario. <laughs> this is not me tooting my own horn, but when I was in my early twenties, I'm 31 now. So we're talking over 10 years ago. I was at a bar playing some music with a band and I saw a man assault a woman. And we, you know, we were up up east in a state I won't mention. And uh, and I saw this happen. And so he wouldn't stop. She was screaming for help. He was a big dude. Nobody would help, right? He didn't draw a gun or anything, but I was like, dude, no one's gonna stop this. So I went over there and put my hands on him to try to get him to leave. Well, he hit me in the face. And so I was just seeing red at that point. And so I hit him with the two piece in the, you know, in the, in the diet coat and, and it hit him and it knocked him down. And in, I don't know if it knocked him out, but it was enough time for security to get on him. And I remember after that feeling a sense of guilt, not that I not guilty for, uh, saving a woman's potential life or just maybe even physical harm. I remember feeling like, dude, I might have killed that guy because I hit him so hard. You know, I yeah. can't imagine. That's just like I was called to an occasion and it was with my hands and I couldn't imagine with a weapon and knowing that you pulled that trigger to end that person's life because you could strike an organ. He could bleed out. Even if you hit him below the waist, blah, blah, blah. And, and living with that guilt afterwards, this is the problem with these Billy badasses in America that are like, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? I I wasn't, I wasn't like that with that, that woman that was getting hurt. I was just like, no one's going to stop this. I am. Yeah, exactly. It's instinct that, that you're willing to put someone else. It it could have been a woman. It could have been a, an old man. It could have been a little kid. Who knows what it would have been right. the same scenario, though. You would have yeah. stepped up to play because you think about other people and you knew that, hey, there's a chance I could have some bodily harm to myself. That's Yeah, the type 100%. Of, those are the type of people that I think understand the importance of what they're carrying and what it can implement. Mm. No, I think, I think you're 100% on, man. I just, uh, I think there's a, like, 
Honestly, dude, this is what I think. I think movies have done this country a disservice. It's because there's too damn many of them, and people look to film and actors as a sense of like carrying on their life as a sense of motivation as, oh my God, that's how that works because Hollywood said that's how that works. So that must be how that works, you know? And it's like, it's kind of caused this really stupid thing where we're so disattached from what reality is and we're so caught up in simulation. Yeah. You know, I agree with that, which is also to sensitize the public into thinking that, oh, eight people died at a spa. It's just another day. Oh, uh, and I've seen these comments. Oh, 10 people died in Boulder. Just another day. The shootings all the time. It's like, we shouldn't be so desensitized to that because it could come to your county, you know? And we, sh- I sh- we should be outraged that there are stuff like this. Yeah. But it, it shouldn't be just to just do one thing like, oh, let's stop another shooting. Let's figure out what's going on and let's figure out how we can change ourselves as a society so it doesn't happen again 10 years from now. That's... It just so, it just bothers me that we place such little emphasis and importance on human life. Like yes. you said, we've so desensitized, yes. like, oh, it's another shooting. Right. That was still someone's mom. That was still someone's kid. I mean, well, and, and how know. about the people that were like, oh, at least it was dude, and this shit was real. Oh, at least it was white people that died. That's a thing going on right now. Don't get me started on that. I know, dude. That that's crazy, right? And so it's from the side. That wants to quote, you know, that you need to accept all genders like we should coexist. But, oh, it's cool. White people died because they're the evil. Right. And it's like, OK, you can't fight fire with fire or you'll burn the whole neighborhood down. That's you why know? you can't get them energy. That's why yeah. I don't get why anyone responds to them. And yet people do day in, people day do. out. And they, they think they attention. can argue that. Yeah, they think they can yeah. argue the argument and come out. I'm like, you guys aren't. You guys yeah. are playing the same same fire, same game over and over again. And you haven't learned your lesson. Well, it just seems like with every, okay. So back in like history, bad times used to bring the nation together. I remember, dude, I could remember at 11, 12 years old, how tight this nation was when nine 11 happened, you know? Yeah. And like every, it was like, everyone was waving their flags, car flags were on cars. It's damn near gotten to the point where if you got an American flag on, they're like, you know, it's weird, dude. It, it's almost it's almost racist or or it's almost bigotry. It's almost disingenuous. It's almost offensive to be a patriot. It's almost yeah. offensive to be an American now because the whole nation laughs at us. And how can you blame them? You got some dude. Don't even get me started on Biden's latest speeches. Holy shit. And, <laughs> why, and, why, uh, why do you think we consider ourselves Texans when we go out? Dude, for sure, right? We're Texans, man. Like, you'd rarely hear, like, we're Texan-American. I've never heard that joke. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I'm a Texan-American. No, bro, we're Texan. Texan-American, wow. Yeah, it's because we do That's we do funny. things a different way down here, man. We do. But there's also, like, an accountability um, that there's a local, like, citizenship, man, that I, that I notice here that I don't really notice. And me and you have traveled a lot to know this. I don't notice an accountability to look out for your fellow brother like I do in Texas. Yeah, I will say we're lucky. I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's kind of slightly starting to to wane away, but I mean, like I tell everyone, like it starts with yourself. If you're not going to be that one to look out for someone else, they're not going to see that example and do the same thing. So, takeaway from the segment is love your neighbor. Actually, get out of your comfort zone and do something nice for someone. Look out for them. 
you know, at the end of the day, we all live here. So let's try to take care of the community we got. And uh, the rest of it, we're just going to see how that plays out. Well, I would definitely say, and people are going to be pissed at this, but I would definitely say now's the time not to give up your gun. Yeah. Now's the time to get one, yo, before you can't. And it's Uh, not. I'm going to tell you this. Go buy a boat. Go put all your guns on a boat. And you know what to do from there. (laughs) Don't pay taxes. Live on your boat. (laughs) Mr. Iris, I don't know. My guns just sank in the boat. So what? All right. Besides that sad shit. And let's talk about Bill Burr. Did you see him at the Grammys? Amazing. Amazing. So hilarious. It was. Did no one think before they booked him what was going to happen? That's what I do. That's my first thought. I was like, did you not know what you were going to get? You're outraged. The Grammys are outraged at what he was going to have. Did you think Bill Burr of all people was going to come up there and just be like, your nominees for best music video of the year. Like that is not Bill Burr. If you booked him, you had to hit up his manager. You had to know his credentials. They knew what they were doing, bro. So in my opinion, dude, the Grammys has gotten to the point where they're all about shock and all value because well, ratings are so low. Viewership. Yeah. I think this was the least viewed Grammys too. And that's the case every time. Well, the every time in like the past to, like decade. Yeah, I'm trying to find a uh, a short clip because, oh man, dude, please, so, so it was good. legendary, man. But uh, yes. yeah, no, Bill Burr. It was the same as who was that comic that came out at the was it the Golden Globes or? Oh yeah, um, uh, Jeffrey, or, I know who you're talking um, about. He had that legendary rant too, where he was talking about Ronan Farrow and he's coming for you. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> it was it was epic. And so that's kind of what it reminded me of. And but what I one thing I remembered is I want to say it was the Golden Globes. Let's just say it was. Um, I remember people latched on to that so much because of his honesty. And people are so pissed at actors, Disney, for all this pedophilia shit that mind you, people have been super quiet about. Which is so weird, dude, because it had so much coverage before, not by mainstream, by <laughs> citizens. Mainstream wouldn't do that. Why? All right, let me see. People I like think I can pull that finally. It was just so funny. Like he something would happen, he would say something. I'm like, do y'all not dude, realize what, what was gonna watch, happen? Watch this. Hang on. This is so good. I'm hoping it'll load. Oh, it's not. Hang on. Let me see. Okay, if I can find it on YouTube. But the the funniest part was they made him like do um this Latina star uh like won some award and him trying to pronounce her last name and I, and he was just like I'm so sorry you know I butchered that I don't know why they gave me this job or something like that. Hey, hey, I don't speak your language. Is does that make me racist? <laughs> but people were calling him racist for that. Like, how does that make me racist? I have to learn Spanish and not in order to not be racist. What if I said you have to learn English in order not to be a racist? That would be racist. Like, it's, there's so much hypocrisy so in this ignorance. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Is this going to pull? Okay, I think this is it. Let's go. Oh, hang on, hang on. I got you. I got to change some settings, y'all. Change One some settings, bro. One second. We call them settings. Down here. <laughs> <Dance>. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, go. 
I just love that you paused it on that face he's making. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. Here we go. All right, let's do this. Uh, let me back up a little bit. Ah. I don't hear jack shit. Ah, uh, you don't? No. Ah. Uh... Okay, maybe there's something I. But everyone can see that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can go look Bill at the Burr clothes, slammed but... for, for Grammy jokes. I mean, that really sums it up. Bill Burr slammed <laughs> for Grammy jokes. The guy's a comedian and getting slammed for his own art because woke culture is offended. Holy shit! Alert the press. Woke culture is mad. They're outraged about something. Someone was saying something about uh, him being, I guess, racist or something. And it, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Bill Burr's wife is black. Yeah, and, that's the best uh, part. She she tweeted back yeah, some not nice stuff to that guy who was saying yeah. something. But dude, it's so okay. So race being called a racist now has been so overused that it means jack shit. It used to mean a lot, but everyone gets called racist for anything now. And so Absolutely. that's a disgrace. That's a disgrace to the actual definition and the people that deserve that brand. And that's what they don't get is because they go, oh, oh, I can use this and I win the argument immediately. So you're racist. You're a bigot. Uh, you're, a, you're a Trump supporter. And for some odd reason, you are a carnivore and you don't eat vegetables. So you hate, you like killing animals. But it's Which, also way, that one. I'm a carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> have fun with those shits yeah no dude actually hold on i'm doing the carnivore diet i haven't had that i've been waiting and really two weeks is it in, about a, oh you're two weeks in. okay then i'm two weeks me. in no but the first Dang, time i did it remember bro. i did that shit like a, a year ago yeah i did then and uh not anymore man i don't know maybe i've adjusted maybe i'm just in a better like body maybe. state to start maybe in but body's used to it now yeah so anyway i mean like there's just like one percent on Twitter. Like who who really pays attention to that? Okay, a three hundred problem, million. bro. Everybody. Well, no, everybody. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I mean. It's I like people are catering so much to outrage and woke culture, and it's not even real. So the thing is, is there's leagues of foreign bots that speak about. I mean, dude, test this for yourself if you're listening to this, because I did the other day, and it's very concerning. But especially on Twitter, you will see these hateful comments and you will see thousands, thousands of them. But you'll go and click on that person's profile, supposable person's profile. And he's got like 16 followers, but yet he follows 18,000 people. He is a bot. You'll go to the next one that says the same thing, if not more outlandish. He's got even less followers, but he's following more people. So one thing that I've been listening to on podcasts is there's foreign officials coming out of the woodwork right now talking about that there are IT teams all over countries that want to hurt America internally. And they have all their jobs are 10, 15 hours a day. So you about up, the solar winds hack? Yeah. Well, you, so I'm getting to that. And okay. so their literal, their literal um, job, 10, 15 hours a day, is stirring up shit to drive Americans crazy. So they sit on Twitter and they comment stuff that they know is going to make you mad. And then you engage with it. And while Twitter's just raking in the ad revenue and they're just loving it, these bots are pissing you off, taking your time away from you, 
taking your happiness away from you because for some reason you choose to engage with them. But so in, and then the media, they go, everybody's outraged at uh, Morgan Wallen's uh, getting booked at a, a venue that he's playing here in a couple weeks, everyone. Yeah. And that's what they lead the title with. So they make you think that you're in the minority because of clever headlines. They make you think that, Oh, because I support said person because I support another thing, but they'll, they'll start it with everyone is mad. Being Twitter a minority world. in anything right now is, is it's, I feel like it's never going to change here in the U S there's always well, going to be my point is they want you to feel outnumbered. So you don't feel, you feel scared to comment. Now, if they go, imagine if they did that same title and let's just use Morgan Wallen because he had a bunch of, uh, attention over what happened yep. he had a bunch of hate going on um imagine now if they painted that picture of that headline and they went a few people are pissed off at morgan wallen for what he said a few people or or like uh somebody commented hateful things to morgan wallen everyone's like instant scroll down oh shut up blah 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 and then it goes yeah. everyone everyone twitter world is so mad at Morgan Wallen. And then you're yeah. going, oh man, if I comment this, I'm going to get attacked in droves. Well, you are going to get intact, attacked in droves. But I would be willing to wager after all the podcasts and research I've done is about 40%, 60% of those comments aren't real people. They're probably the same person with multiple accounts. You have to keep that in mind. So we're fighting a digital war now, dude. The Civil War is fought on Facebook and Twitter right now. And there's plenty of ammunition for everybody. So all you got to do is for days. That's all you got to do to, to yep. fight back. And for some reason, dude, for some reason, it's really taxing on people. Somebody talks shit to me on Facebook. I'd laugh with it. I'm like, dude, let's waste this dude's time because time's the one thing you can't get back. Obviously, <laughs> I can't reach through the, the computer to slap this dude. So let's just waste his time because if I got time, I'm gonna waste yours. If you're talking Bro, shit, you know. There'll be times I'll get out of a meeting, I'll go on, and I see you posted something, and you're down in the comments. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pour myself under the cup of coffee and <laughs> take a read here. And if you have like a notification because we talk so much, uh, when you post something, I'm like, oh, you get immediately. It's, it's, I was like, it's time for a cup of coffee. You're probably like, oh <laughs> shit, what did he post now? <laughs> I stir up the shit all the time, but people are like, oh my god. This guy must, dude, I have people that message me. They're like, this guy must be so pissed off every day. But that's the illusion of Facebook is because they read your one sentence out of your day that was posted when they read it. There's a timestamp, people. And when it says posted 14 hours ago, a lot of shit changes in 14 hours. But maybe I, was, maybe I was pissed off for the 30 seconds it took to type it. Damn, I must be human. <laughs> that's crazy imagine that but they're like man this dude because the way he types or just because the fact he had the balls to post that he must be really pissed he must be pissed off all day and if anybody knows me no <laughs> i'm just very thorough with what i think but i also have yep. the balls to post it and i think that if you don't if you don't have the balls to post it then you, you shouldn't bitch about it because if you don't have the balls to be attacked you shouldn't have the balls to attack that's how I feel. Yeah. You know? And 
And you talking about the majority of, of what people think and what that leads to. Let's talk about the Snyder Cut because I know I, I don't know how much time you got, but uh, oh, I'm good, bro. I'm let's good. Let's go. Okay, we're let's gonna, go. We're, we're gonna spend some time about this because well, have you watched? Really... Have you watched the Snyder oh. Cut? Oh yes, dude. I haven't yet. So no spoilers, dude. You got so sad when I said that. All right, you know what? Sorry, what right, are you an H? Are you an HBO Max guy? Is that why? Are you on that? No, no, no. Oh, I, I, we've got it. But I just okay. really like the story behind of why the Snyder Cut came to fruition. So if you haven't watched it, okay, let's wait. Let's talk about this next episode. We'll push the guest one week because we. No, no, no. To... I want to. I want to know that. What? What do you? Okay. Since you've seen it, give me your review real quick. Okay. So let me do a quick backstory for anyone who doesn't know who's not a comic person. You're gonna have to get over it. Okay. Get over uh, it. Yeah. Get <laughs> over it. Uh, okay, so 2017 Justice League it arrives in theaters and it doesn't do great. Let me do some backstory on how that movie came to fruition, and we'll talk about the Snyder Cut because it's important. Mm. All right, so Snyder is directing the Justice League film. He gets halfway through filming, and the studio Warner Brothers, you guys need to get your act together. Ooh. Doesn't like doesn't like the script. Doesn't like the direction of the film, how it's going, and they hired Josh Whedon, who did the Avengers. And Avengers Age of Ultron. He directed those two films. Mm-hmm. They hired him to come on and rewrite the script. So he comes on, rewrites about 50, I think 75% of the script. And has time to do some additional recuts and some reshoots. So the the filming keeps going on. And then sad things happen where Snyder's daughter dies in the middle of filming. And he takes some time, goes to take care of business, comes back, but he's not really in it. And I think he just got to the point where he's like, I, I can't do this project anymore. I, I just got to focus on, on on family stuff. So he steps away from the project and basically Whedon steps up to t- take over completely on directing. Completely redoes the script, does a ton of reshoots to the point where they only use 10% of Snyder's original cut in the film. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why the uploaded pictures where they're doing comparisons. Have you seen that lately? Yes. All over. That's why they're so drastically different. Yeah. Yeah. Whedon tries to do the entire direction from a Marvel side when it comes to like the color grading was like really bright and flashy colors. Um, The the characters like the CGI was very smooth and easy to to see and take in. Mm. And so the movie comes out. It doesn't do great. I, I liked it. It was okay. I liked it just because it was the first um, Justice League film that came out. I remember it. I remember it. So when, gosh, dude, I always, for some reason, maybe it's because we do a podcast. I associate you with every memory I have. <laughs> I'm like, were you there? Weren't you there? So anyway, <laughs> when I watched Justice League, I'm pretty sure you were there. I don't know why. Yeah, bro. I was but, in the seat next to you. Yeah, there you go. You're just always in my, in my, in my memories. But just um, happened to be there. I remember it being like, uh, I, don't know but it wasn't it definitely wasn't this i i think i graded it like it was good good movie because anything's a good movie you pour hundreds of millions of dollars into but not great and i think that was the general consensus across the board yeah so that movie comes out doesn't do well it is what it is it kind of tanks dc trying to become a powerhouse in the film industry for superheroes Mm. leads them to just do basically a bunch of one-offs like Aquaman and um, Wonder Woman. So fast right. forward to a year and a half ago, the rumors start popping up on Reddit, the Chive, Twitter, all that, that, hey, there's a Snyder Cut 
out there. Remember that. So they start talking about that. And then eventually Snyder tweets out like, yeah, there is a cut out there. So everyone's like, bring it to bring it to light. Let's see it. And so they start doing petitions. They start blowing up uh, Warner Bros. Um, they're like, okay, we, we want to see this. So sometime after that, uh, Snyder kind of starts teasing like, uh, you know, <laughs> hey. Say, you say Snyder cuts? Snyder <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you did. I thought you did. Damn it. Please continue. Oh, and don't oh. edit that out. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm for you. Snatter. Sorry. Gosh, that was amazing. I'm sorry, mom. I shouldn't use that <laughs> word. Sorry, baby. <clears throat> All right. We're not take, like that either. Take, take two. Take two. Anyway. Take two. The Snyder cut. The Snyder <laughs> cut. The Snyder cut. First, you scratch this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to keep it together. Guys, we are professional. So you stop laughing on the other end. Okay. All right. Hold on. Ready? Take two. Anyway. Anyway. I don't even know where I was. We're uh, on the Snyder cut. Okay. So Snyder, <laughs> Snyder starts uh, teasing like side-by-side like -side film edits of like what he had for the certain scenes. He does a little teaser here and there. And the the buildup just goes more and more. They're blowing up Warner Brothers. They they want that see that cut. They think like, hey, this could start off the DC universe. Mm -hmm. So after a while, uh, I forget exactly what happened. Um, but basically, Snyder comes out and said, "Hey, the Snyder cut is coming," Ooh. and everyone loses their crap. And another yeah. thing to keep in mind, there were some issues with um, the guy who played uh, Cyborg. He had yes. issues where he was talking about like, hey, Josh Whedon was like completely like an asshole on on set. He was treating us really bad. He had all this stuff. And he basically was complaining like, hey, this needs to be investigated. And basically they, they did an investigation. Really nothing came of it. But it didn't help the Justice League uh, film from the 2017 because it's like, hey, Whedon's attached to that. He was doing all this stuff. Who knows? So basically when Snyder's like, hey, we're going to do a cut soon. And he starts, he announces it. Everyone loses their crap. Uh, mm -hmm. They're so excited. They do all this stuff. And they finally announce, hey, uh, it's going to go straight to HBO Max. They gave him an additional $70 million to do reshoots. Whoa. That's big money. Yeah. So they do that. They do all the research. They bring all the um, the actors back, actresses to uh, do all their, their, their different scenes and stuff. They re-edit everything and they it's just got a lot a lot of hype behind it so all that to say fast forward to i watched it last weekend and it was incredible dude like so much better right so, so much more backstory on everything isn't it four hours long it's four hours but it really Epic. doesn't feel that bad like did you have you ever watched the lord of the rings extended edition oh 100 that's like one of my favorite trilogies yeah, so if you yeah. can handle that, honestly, it's super easy because there's so it's so like it's on that realm of like interesting, not just filler footage. It the best way to describe it is so like you know when you've seen a lot of the Avenger films, they feel like a very bright and like actiony film. It doesn't feel like a a cinematic film. Yeah, it seems to me like Avenger films seem just like eighty percent CGI, and that's right. it. Right. So I mean, there was a lot of CGI in Justice League, but it felt like a uh, something like. Like a Nolan film, you feel like, hey, I've got to sit down and pay attention. This is going to be an extravagant 
piece of cinematic art. And that's yeah, because in the like. in the original Justice League, didn't like Jared Leto's. There was so much hype behind his Joker character. Did he only had like twenty minutes of film like appearances in that in the original Justice or in the first one that we saw Josh Whedon's? I believe I haven't watched it in a while, so I, I and remember. it might be even less. But I remember he had a small part to do. He's barely in it, and so yeah. in this one, does he have a bigger role? So you only see him for about five minutes at the end but it's well worth he feels more like a joker in this film than he did in suicide squad i gotcha okay but but everything from the uh the aspect ratio so they they shrunk it in i forget what exact ratio it is but it's more has to do with cinematic films like you would see like a scorsese or scorsese whatever his name is or or one of some of the scores films martin scores <laughs> <Martin Scorse. laughs> uh the color grading the cgi everything felt more raw and dc yeah you think he came out with a vengeance after like obviously some bad stuff happened to him you know with a what you said his daughter went down during the film yeah she died unfortunately and, and so that happened and and then he sees this cut that's not true to his vision he didn't even of the see film. it so oh, the movie even. came out and one of his production guys on the original film said, hey, man, it's going to kill you. Don't watch this, please. Wow. So he never even saw it. Damn, dude. All he did was read probably the comments of everyone hating on it and how bad it was. That's And that had to suck just as much. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it was his baby. It was it was uh, his shiny moment. Yeah, to step away do it due to uh, unforeseen circumstances and then come back to those comments. Like, dude, yeah. So that's cool, man. No, that 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 hypes me up. I've seen all the reviews. Just haven't watched the movie yet. But all the reviews have me hyped up. These comparisons where they're showing not really footage, but pictures of like what Superman looked like in the original one, what he looks like now, what Cyborg so looked different. like with this. It's like, dude, you can clearly see the difference. So I just haven't cool, got around to it. Yeah, I, I definitely... I definitely highly recommend watching it. The cool thing is it's not watching the same movie with just extra film. Mm. I went into it thinking, okay, I'm going to see. That's what I initially thought. Right. I I thought so too. And completely different movie. I think honestly, I think there's maybe like 15% of the original like style. I mean, honestly, everything was recolored and regraded everything, but totally different movie. Heck yeah, dude. That's tight. So yeah, you, you obviously loved it. I haven't seen one bad review. I want I I want to though. I want to see that one dude in the world that's out there that was like the original was better. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it because I know he exists. That will be the one time I log into Twitter just to torment. <laughs> but dude, some troll out there that doesn't even mean it. Maybe I should do it tomorrow. The original is better. <laughs> like, you know that person exists. <laughs> Maybe it's Josh Whedon's bot accounts. <laughs> yeah, right. Snyder replied like, you know you're wrong. Oh, you're Why so even wrong. trying? So wrong. Original is better because it was under, what, two hours? Yeah. Under four hours. Whatever. It was easier to watch. Oh, gosh. So what other, I mean, before we, before we, I don't know what, if you want to cut it short, but I'm good. But I mean, what do you? Uh, I'm good. What other shit has been going on? I feel like there's been so much. Oh, yeah, that's right. Biden can't walk up a set of stairs. Holy shit. Okay. Well, was I the only one that felt a little bad? I felt I don't, bad that that grandpa just couldn't make it up the stairs that well. So that just means you're a good dude, and I felt bad too. But here's the reason I don't is because if that would have been Trump, it would have been 
in music videos. It would have been all over SNL. It would have been all over everything. And now that dementia dude is falling downstairs. Now we all of a sudden we got to be nice to a president. No, we just got done with four years of being excruciatingly rude to a president. I'm a part of this meme group with a lot lot of my buddies. And we were like just having the greatest time of our lives when Trump was president because we just endless entertainment. Endless entertainment, right? The moment that my Biden, um, and uh, I think right after inauguration day, the next day I sent something and our group was like, I'm glad we're not going to take any easier time on him than we do with Trump. I'm like, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. You like should it. just be just as hard on Biden as we should have been on Trump. Exactly. He's no different. He's a Because president. it's got to be equal share, man, because you know what? You, you got in the way of a guy that did a lot of stuff for the economy, but you didn't like him personally. So you took all these attacks at him. You did all this shit. And so it doesn't matter. We have separated personal from executive to, to bills to all this. We've separated that. Now we're going after personal person. And so why would we want to change it now? Oh, is it because your guy's in office and now you want us to play fair? Well, that seems a little unfair, which is why you should feel what it's like for somebody you support to be mocked after every day for everything you can possibly get your hands on. You should feel what that's like. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to be a bigger asshole than the person (laughs) filming Biden falling up the stairs and sharing it to Facebook. (laughs) And just like everything I see, like every time I see his face, I'm like, man, he looks so old. I feel, I feel bad. I know it's, it's, it's dumb to say, but it's like, because like there was such a visual difference between the age of Trump and the age of Biden, it just looks so much more. It looks like my grandpa when he was alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, Grandpa, you shouldn't be driving. Grandpa, you shouldn't be going up those stairs. Grandpa, do you even understand the bill you just signed? Dude, well, okay. And maybe, so that's, thing- the, maybe that's the image they wanted to come across to, to make things easier. But I'm just like, does no one see this? I'm there's concerned. No, there's no way this dude, there's no way this dude's in charge. Because it's clearly Kamala Harris. She has done, I've seen Kamala Harris more times doing press conferences than I've ever seen a vice president. When in the world did we see Mike Pence doing press conferences and shit? Like all over the time. Like I see it every day on Facebook, Kamala Harris. She's on this news source doing this thing. Like, and then, and then the last Biden episode I saw or interview that I saw he couldn't even talk and his media team had to shoo all the media outlets out of the room because he was losing it. He was like, you know, when you do the thing that, uh, the thing that you I just watched that today, it's sad, dude. It's super sad because that's the leader of our country. That's insane. I think that he is kind of aware on a lot of stuff. And and here's the, and this is just my take. So basically, I don't know if you heard when, uh, they asked, Harris about uh, the situation at the border, and she just kind of laughed it off. She does that with everything, bro. She just laughs. It's I like, think Biden heard funny. that. He's like, "Okay, listen, you just effed up. Why you pulling yeah. that shit? You're gonna go take care of the border crisis now." Because right <laughs> after that, he uh, he's like, "Yeah, we're sending her down to go take care of this." Oh, he sent her ass. That's right. So, what is I, she gonna do? Laugh it away? I mean, I just don't get it. Nah, I just I haven't seen I one know. thing. This I haven't seen one thing that this is supposed to be the new regime. Like they were supposed to fix all the shit, everything that your problems were guys. This was the team to fix it. 
You know what bothered me the most about, I don't know if you watched his uh, State of the Union address. He announced he was going to run for a second term in 2020, whatever the next one is. See, 2021, 24. I think it's 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, bro, if Trump had been in office and his first State of the Union address two or three months later was that I'm I'm going to run again. I'm like, yeah. No, you need to shut your pie hole and run things for two or three years. And let me see if I want to reelect you. That's yeah. the same thing with Biden. I'm like, you, I, I don't know what you're going to do. It is the weirdest shit that we have a president understand. and a vice president in office that is surrounded by military and gates and guns. And they're trying to go, let's make it harder for them to get guns while we're surrounded by AR-15s, military, barbed wire and fences. Like it's the dude, like this is what a fucking laughing stock this whole country is right now and being heard, ran this way. I heard an interesting take that uh I that was funny. I think we should kind of work with is you know, there's just a lot of hypocrisy in this country. And the difference between maybe us and someone else is I think between like someone else is like you have to decide, are you gonna admit to it? Like, hey, you know what? I am a hypocrite when it comes to a lot of this stuff, and I'll own up to it versus trying to hide it. Well, that's no, what, because it doesn't just doing. it doesn't just stop at hypocrite. It's the game of got you. So everyone's playing gotcha out there. Everyone's trying to backlog. Oh, you tweeted this 17 years ago when Twitter just started. You're going down. Oh, you treated this uh, 10 years ago. You're going down. Oh, you did this and you're trying to get this job. You're going down. It's a game of gotcha. And so but it doesn't just stop at because good. Nope. There's a good chance that they have that in their back pocket. Like, did you hear about, so Biden fired a staffer because he had prior use of marijuana. And I saw the meme where Hunter Biden's just sitting over the, uh, <laughs> the thing like, peasant. He, he <laughs> I'm going to go like a one outside. Why'd you fire your son, bro? <laughs> I saw those pictures. Hypo- he was smoking everything. In- bro. Yeah, well, dude, that's why no one trusts a damn thing, which is why you have subsidiaries. You got like QAnons and blue anons right wasn't that the last one yeah blue anons. <laughs> that's the shit dude it's i'm sorry circle, man i just want to find the humor in that if if you're listening to this and you're a blue anon please come on this show i fucking beg you i will I'm just <laughs> edit that out i'm sorry <laughs> but please please come on this show because i want to talk to you i want to i want to know everything about blue anon like if <laughs> please like mm-hmm. It would be so sick. I want to. I want to talk, you know, about it. But that's why you have all these is because there's so much hypocrisy going on. You can't trust a mean. And I know, dude, I'm a broken record, but I'm gonna always say it. You can't trust a journalist. You can't trust a mainstream news publication. And this is why you have all of this at all times: hypocrisy and people making up their own minds and bringing justice into their own hands. Is because how do you trust anything? That constantly contradicts itself. Yeah. How? How? It's easy when you live in a bubble. Well, yeah, true. It's easy when you live off the people that are now in office. It's a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, if you're depending on Biden to pay your bills, it's really easy to support him. Speaking (laughs) of shows, of that video you sent me about, well, I had all that rent due, but I (laughs) I I Spit my semi, bro. Jays, bro. That's the best video. We should share that. 
<laughs> and the funny thing is, it, it really does apply to any person in America. Like you've got some of the the rednecks, like man, I got a stimmy. I'm gonna go buy a new AR. Someone maybe in the urban is like, I'm gonna go buy a new pair of J's. Or someone who lives maybe on the coast, I'm gonna go buy a new surfboard or whatever the hell. That's just human. That's just human nature. Human nature. You get a you get a lump sum of money. You're going to go out and and spend it. It's just the same thing. So the stimulus. Literally, the government stimulus was always originally tax returns. Yeah. So you get your tax return and the economy would always boom. I remember countless articles coming out, countless like mainstream news publications when you could probably trust them. Who knows? We've probably been lied to our own life. Um, And they would constantly come out. Stocks are increased. The GPA is up. The or I'm sorry, the GDP is up. Uh, Economy's booming. Every time tax returns would come back, people just take yep. that lump sum, go out, spend it, and then they're broke again. And that's that's the thing where like uh, a lot of billionaires they say this they say this one thing: it's not hard to make a million dollars; it's hard to keep it. Because when you have yeah. like say like say tomorrow, Micah, you get this job and it's paying you a million dollars a year. A lot of people that get that job, <clears throat> they just make their expenses that much now. higher. So yeah. now everyone's like, oh, dude, I'm going to be so rich because I got a million dollars now. Well, yeah, you'll stay rich if you kept your expenses where they are at this existing moment and you retain that million dollars. But what do most people do? If not 99.9% of them, they get that million dollars and then they go out and then they adjust their overhead to match that that capita. They don't even buy assets that are, well, they appreciate you know, really, really slow. They'll just buy assets that'll depreciate almost immediately and there's no return. Yeah. You can't go sell any of those assets because you didn't take any time to think, what am I going to actually spend my money on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then it comes down to discipline. Well, how can you be disciplined when you're the most free country and you have to discipline yourself because the government's not disciplining you every day because we're not totalitarian? Yep. Damn. Deep shit. <laughs> right. Speaking of deep shit, we should talk about a couple of things before we decide if we want to wrap up or not. Uh, did you see the shrimp tails in the cinnamon toast? That so was that now? real? I haven't seen anyone confirm that it it is. So I've but... seen I've seen the story. The story is a man found a bunch of chopped up uh, chopped up shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. Isn't that what the story is? I'm pulling it up right now. And how pissed would you be, bro? Because cinnamon toast crunch is delicious. And you're like usually going for that bowl at midnight. And then you like bite into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apparently, this also isn't the first time there's been a situation with uh, um what's the company? I forget. Uh something mills. That's General Mills. General Mills, that's right. I think How does this happen this- unless it's a disgruntled employee or an employee playing a prank and going, well, this is going to go somewhere. He just like finished his <sighs> shrimp as he was eating during his 24-hour well, shift. In manufacturing, I, I don't know how that works. You know, you might have a factory that maybe they do dried shrimp tails and also the other half they do General Mills. I don't know. So it says here he... Claims he poured himself a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch and found some sugar-coated shrimp tails. Well, you should just eat them, bro. Oh, hold on. Scroll down to that picture. Oh, bro, that's so disgusting. He was probably yeah. bit into one and was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, oh dude, you know what I love is you read uh, bullet point number three to the right. I feel no ambition 
whatsoever at work. That was the dude that put shrimp tails in your damn cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was like, you know what? This is the only thing that's going to make my Friday if I do this. So hold on, hold on. First came the accusations uh, that Carp had made the whole thing up. Mr. Shrimps himself. Who the hell's name is Mr. Shrimps? This is amazing. Mr. Shrimps himself acknowledged this narrative in a tweet on March 23rd, the day after he shared his personal news with the internet. Something regarding the stupid did he fake this take, he wrote. There are black items cooked onto the squares and tons of it at the bottom of the bag. Gnarly, dude. In addition to the shrimp tails and other sugar-coated junk. Also, it's only viral because of their insane response. I would have dropped it. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Rough right. night, dude. It also it also takes uh, a lot. Man, see, this is where it gets crazy. Then they start to, it's like here it says multiple women have identified themselves as ex-romantic partner. Whoa, they started digging up. They're sharing like bad impressions of him. They said it was manipulative, controlling, and cruel. What what does that have to do with him finding shrimp tails in your cereal? He got backlogged, dude. So he goes, General Mills sent their assassins and they were like, we need to know everything we can about this guy for General Mills' sake. It's like, remember like the the old thing Pepperidge Farm remembers. Wait, here we go. It says on the other hand, there's defenses, especially Mike from Lincoln Park. What? What? He got involved. <laughs> For example, uh, from Lincoln Park guy Mike Shinoda, who called him an all-around good guy. So that that right there is the redeeming. Who's gonna go, go at down. Mike Shinoda? His ex-wife. <laughs> this got so Bro, deep. What is CTC? Um, oh, cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon toast crunch. Aggressively. <laughs> what website is this? The cut? I don't know, dude. But they went deep on some cinnamon toast crunch here. These are sh- these are sugar fiends, man. That's what this is. They're like, no one's what? going after my shit. Oh, wait a minute. This is a chick from uh, Boy Meets World, isn't it? Topanga. What's her name? Yeah. No way. Pretty sure. If she's involved in this, it's all a conspiracy. That's her. her um... Her husband? Maybe. Okay, the only thing I can make sense of this, this, by the way, has gotten so weird so quick. It started with some shrimp tails and (laughs) cinnamon toast crunch, and then it got to a backlogging of his relationships with ex-wives and ex-girlfriends to now Topanga, and for some odd reason at the bottom, Keenan and Kel, and Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. I don't know where to begin with this, but this is what I'm going to say. This this has got to be This is is what I'm going to say, dude, is that either General Mills was like, we can't have this because cereal production during the pandemic has been down 1.5%, which means we lost a nickel and we're pissed. So we're sending all the forces at him or they wanted to debunk a story that could have possibly made outrage culture against them. And for some reason, General Mills thought they were going to be called racists for shrimp tails. That's what I think. (laughs) <laughs> there's no way you can make seriousness oh, with this damn story there is not where was what was the source on that just so i know never to read them again oh the cut the cut.com like, okay. like down here it's like what was it was saying hang on a second let me scroll down right here what was on the side come on i was gonna make a joke about it what the keenan and cal no, 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 no. Don't you dare joke on Topanga. Yeah. Okay, here. 
talks about all this different stuff. Talks about Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor on the side, on the the side articles, and it just talks about oh, this yeah. sexless year. Oh, who's well, organizing this? The cut. <laughs> if it didn't uh, make the cut, it's not on the cut, bro. Some guy was like, "Man, you tell me I actually had to work for something." Honestly, dude, it who covers a story on some shrimp tails and cereal box and goes that deep? I mean, if it's the cut. We need to support these guys because <laughs> they they went major deep on some on some really really unimportant see, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly just skim through and see if they got anything else that's uh, worth reading. Uh, Man, we're all oh yeah, that's right. Being, the, uh, wait, wait, what? We're all failing at being women. How? Ooh, that's my wife would disagree well. with you there. Well, all feminists too, so they're like a they're my at a new weird hobby is growing crystals. Well, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shrimp Tales Saga is getting dark. Gosh, dude, I'll never forget that. Sharon Stone. Huh. What's she doing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, her producer pushed her to sleep with her co-star to create chemistry. That's wild. That is wild. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the uh, the Prince Henry, Harry and uh, Meghan Markle thing going on with the, uh, the royal family. Because that's some interesting so dark they left stuff. they left the royal family right <clears throat> yeah so they're officially in they're now americans uh i guess so and now they you live know, in texas no so that would be crazy yeah. <laughs> everyone's coming here so i just assumed <laughs> like dude everyone is moving to texas, i'm like bro. hey prince henry uh henry hey prince Hen- Harry, you want to go henry- play golf Prince Markle, because his wife clearly <laughs> runs no, the show. No. We're going to do is we're, we're going to go play golf with him. I'm like, you know, I know your name was Harry, but you're in Texas. You're going to call you Henry from now on. His yeah, name was Henry. Just, you literally hit your ball and see it explode in midair. And you're like, he's like, walk away, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Anybody that's associated with the Queen of England, bro, I just, I don't feel safe around. Lizard person. Dude, she's been alive for too long. <laughs> she knows a while, bro. And if that doesn't mean that she knows like some meds to keep her alive, that surely no that means she knows how to stay alive, which means she knows how to find somebody to whoop your ass or kill you. <laughs> so whatever she's mess- doing, she, she need to pass it on to Biden because Biden could use some help on that. Well, the thing is, is you never see really anybody go after the Queen of England and live Mm-mm. to talk about it. I'm just saying. That's I'm not- conspiracies will leave for uh conspiracy episode number two. Yeah. I got some stuff about that. The Queen of England. Oh, by Queen the way, England. dude, we're coming up on July with some Ghislaine Maxwell stuff. That is coming. And then I think May is when uh, the CIA, a bunch of other government agencies are supposed to go before Congress and testify and release on the documents, right? The documents and Ooh. talk about everything they know about UFOs. We're going to have an alien episode. Get your guilty party tin hats on the guiltyparty.com website. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. We need to make some guilty party tin hats <laughs> and sell them to tin hat people. I'm like, I'm just going to go run to Walmart and get some tin foil and Bro, uh, we'll make them up. And we'll just, we'll just sharp, sharpie really shitty the guilty party. <laughs> people are like, I bought this for 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we should do uh we probably should do some merch soon we'll, we'll figure yeah some stuff yeah out no we'll figure some stuff out we got the video bro i mean that was cool i was like yeah we're, i mean it's every everything we do we're always going to try to make it better you know yeah so that's what i love about this thing but um 
Yeah. Uh. So hold on. Maybe this is a good time to announce that we're coming up on our second guests. Our second guest is coming up. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it's going to be next week. We're going for next week, but if we can make that work, we're going to do a gas and oil episode. And I think it's important because they're, the gas prices are nonstop rising. Um, I haven't seen them yeah. this high in Texas in years. Uh, and I said previously on the thing on the last podcast that I have a picture on my phone where they were down to a hundred or a hundred, a dollar and 23 cents. And that was a good time. Obviously there wasn't, that. obviously here's the, the contradiction here or the argument at hand. The argument at hand is people believe it's a supply and demand. And, and people believe that it's Biden and uh, the Keystone Pipeline that has now been axed. Mm -hmm. So we're bringing a man named Tim Smith on who works in refineries and the physical side, but is also very involved with gas and oil. He's going to bring some insight, talk about his opinions on it. Obviously, we don't know everything, but we're getting somebody that knows more than us to come on here and exactly. talk about it. And we're going to ask him some questions. So anybody listening to this that is interested in gas and oil, Shoot us over a message via Instagram, Facebook. We are the guilty party at gmail.com. You can email us, us any questions you want us to ask him. Uh, feel free to type it over and let us know. And we'll ask him these questions. And we're probably planning on if, you know, technology serves us well, going live with it. And, uh, and then maybe you can ask the comments interactively on our new live chat via Streamyard. Yep. Thank you so much. But just uh, letting you know, I guess. But other than that, dude, I uh, I think we we covered everything that we need to cover today, huh? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just something else I want to talk about, but we can save that for a few episodes down the line. That's well, what is it? What is it? Uh, all right. So everyone knows about Epstein. You can't not know about it. You have to live under a rock. So everyone thought that was an isolated incident, and I found out a couple years not a couple years a couple of weeks ago about someone else who was similar called Peter Nygaard. I don't oh. know if you've heard about him. I have, but not in detail. He is... Let me see if I can pull it up. One Peter second. Nygaard. I he almost is, feel guilty for saying his last name. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was a Canadian fashion mogul and also very... Um, basically, he had a lot of money. So I don't know if there's like a simple explanation, but pretty much uh, he was a Finnish canadian um, just a fashion guy who, I mean, he's pretty much like, you know, equal to like whoever created Victoria's Secret. Mm, I mean, he, 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 yeah, his yeah. clothes were all over the world. I mean, dude was probably a billionaire and he got arrested and charged with sex uh, charges similar to Epstein, you know, sex trafficking with underage, all that stuff, you know. Um, so it just goes to it got me thinking. I was talking to someone about this last night. You know, if you've got Epstein, who everyone thought that was just a crazy like fiction story that just just happened to be true, and then we got Peter Nygaard to a similar situation, how many more of those stories are out there? I'm willing to wager there's tons because what was that that actress that was caught in that sex trafficking yeah. scandal with Fiji Water or something? Like that? Yeah, Allison no one. Something. No one in a million years would have believed that unless you had substantial and concrete evidence. And a lot of people knew about it before and they were called conspiracy theorists. This is the problem is cognitive dissonance. People don't yep. want to believe 
in things that could be true or that are are true. Now it's okay to question everything, so you can shoot it down and be like you're, you know, a conspiracy theorist. But there's only so much you can shoot down when it comes out like this woman that was a successful actress is now rotting in prison because she was sex trafficking and also branding girls for her guru boss that was banging them. I mean, how yeah. disgusting, right? That's real. So Jeffrey Epstein, we now know is real. I feel like he's being the scapegoat for everything. So everyone can protect and themselves and do everything because how's a dead man going to defend himself? Yeah. You know? And so I, I believe there's so many out there. Why? Because sex trafficking is a $150 billion industry. And if that doesn't strike you as disgusting, nothing on this planet will. Yeah. I think it's that plus as much as maybe no one wants to admit it, when you have that much money, dude, there is so much you can get away with. There's so much power you, you hold. Everyone wants to place it emphasis on, on race or something else. Like really? No, it's, it's, if you got a billion dollars, there's not a lot you can't do mm -hmm. and well, not get away with it. Think about like the dawn of like, okay, so everything like America's known now, let's, let's go back to Pablo Escobar. How did he get to where he was? Well, he was bribing people, people, his saying was silver or lead. I'll kill you or you can take my payment in order for me to get what I need and you get paid. Otherwise yep. I'll kill you. And so obviously they took the, the money. Money is power. Money changes people. It's the same shit. When McDonald's put their burgers at $1, everyone was buying it. But they weren't buying the healthy food, you nope. know, because it was more expensive. Money changes people. And that's just how it goes. It goes the opposite way. And it goes, obviously, in the the growthful way, which is get rich quick schemes. Don't ever sit down with somebody with some Amway products. <laughs> that shit is dumb. A someone from high school reaches like, hey, we should go get coffee. You know what's oh, happening next. They always entice you, bro. I had a, fr I had a friend, man. He's a good <laughs> dude. But he goes, man, I have a huge opportunity for you. I was like, what is it, man? It's like, meet me. And I was like, meet me at Starbucks, like right now. So I stopped what I was doing. And I was like, bro, like this guy never tells me this stuff. He sits me down and he shows me some Amway shit. It's like some pyramid scheme. I was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. But dude, that shit happens. There's people out there. Yeah. Pyramid schemes. Stay away. From yeah. Them. Stay away from Pablo Escobar's too. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more of this maybe on the next conspiracy because Let's Those do are some interesting stuff, so we'll figure it out. But, uh, Pat, any ads or anything we're reading on? Um, no, but this uh, this episode's brought to you by Medusa Beard Oil Company. It's not your father's beard oil. It's not your mother's beard oil. It's a beard oil of the gods. Uh, Micah and I are rocking some Zeus and Cerebus right now. Dude, I'm always going to jack that name up. I got a Cerebus, Cerebus. I got to do more research on that guy, but I'm definitely um, <laughs> a Greek mythology guy. <laughs> they have a Greek line, which is dope. All I know is that these things smell awesome. I've been using it. I had to reset my beard. Got a little too scraggly. Tried trimming it. Had to rob Peter to pay Paul and then just said, <laughs> shave it all <laughs> off. Anyway, I'm resetting it. Luckily, I'm Viking. This shit will grow back in like three days. And uh, then I'll be rocking that beard oil again. But go go get in with these guys before they take off. Uh, they are the co-owners of uh, the, the creators of this are the co-owners of Neon's Barbershop and Salon up in Colorado. But they have made an outstanding product that you can get a hell of a deal on right now. Tell them the guilty party sent you and go to Facebook.com forward slash Medusa Beard Oils CO. One more time without me fucking it up. 
www.com forward slash Medusa Beard Oil Co. And without further ado, dude, I think we killed it, man. It was a good, yeah. uh, good episode. Yeah, that's right. All right, y'all. Uh, well, uh, as always, welcome to the Guilty Party. You are one of us. If you're listening, shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, we're going to be doing some cool stuff in the future. We're going to be having a guest hopefully next week. We'll see. If there's any cool, crazy topics that you want us to cover or anything, just whatever it is, shoot us a message and uh, we'll make it happen. So I also got to say one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things that people listen to this podcast do is they send me the most screwed up videos. Keep doing that because a lot of these things I don't know exist. It actually exists in this world. And y'all keep me like a foot to what's going on in this world. Even though while I'm researching something else, there's a million other things happening. So thank you to everyone that reaches out, <clears throat> sends us videos, sends us information and sends us topics that they want to hear on this podcast. It means the world to us and we yep. will try our best and hardest to deliver. Thank you guys. Much love. See you next time. All right. Signing off. Y'all have a good one.